Hello, Shane Coleman here and welcome to the Top 5 Books podcast where we ask various well-known people for their top five books. We're joined by one of Ireland's best comedic writers. You'll know him from programmes such as uh, Father Ted, many, many other programmes as well. Uh, Arthur Matthews, you're, you're very welcome to the Sunday Show. Hello. Great to have you here. We've asked you obviously to choose your five favourite books. Now, you're a writer, so obviously before we get into them, as a writer, obviously, um, were you? did you grow up kind of surrounded by books? Were books kind of a... Um... Yeah, well, kind of. My uh, father had lots of, he was very old, he was born in 1903, so he had all these kind of books from when he was a kid, from about 1913. Those kind of daring-do British army things and all that, so there's a lot of them. And we used to go to the library every week, I remember on Fridays, we'd go into the library and draw and get books, and uh, buy fish, because it was Friday. We'd go to books and get fish. Yeah. But uh, as a kid, I read, like, Enid Blyton and all that. I was a very young kid, and I was learning to read. I loved all that stuff, yeah. Lena Blyton stuff. But I've kind of fallen down in fiction a lot in recent years. Is it hard if you're writing? I, I, mean, I don't know how sort of organised you are in terms of your writing, but if you're writing for eight hours a day, is well, it I'm hard? not writing for eight hours a day. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, two hours a day. <laughs> Let me work it out. Uh, no, it's more like... I actually try and read from about uh, nine till ten. Then I kind of, you know, do a few things. And if I settle down by half ten... So, you know, as you know yourself, so many distractions these days. There are. Twitter, emails and all that stuff. But anyway, if I can do five hours a day, well, I wouldn't even do five hours a day, but if I can be sitting at a computer for five hours a day, I you're doing well. Some. Is it hard then to, if you're getting into bed, having done that, is it hard to read a book? Is that Does that feel like a bit well, of I a read and I d- holiday? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely read, as I said, just between about nine and ten is when I try and read. Okay. Just to get ideas? Is it to get the brain? No, no, or? just to be entertained. Really. Well, I read kind of a lot of history and biographies, really, is what I read mostly. I've fallen badly down in fiction, I have to say. Okay. All right, well, look, let's get to your top five books. Your first one, I suppose a lot of people will hear it and go, yeah, I'm not surprised Arthur Matthews has gone for this because it's kind of keeping with your sort of brand of humour, if you don't mind me saying, as Any Afternoon oh, yeah. by, by Bruce McCall. Yeah. Just tell us about the book for those who aren't aware. Well, as Any Afternoon, Bruce McCall's an illustrator and a humorist, I suppose you could call him. He's Canadian who moved to the States and he writes for magazines like The New Yorker and uh, Vanity Fair, stuff like that. But he do these wildly, uh, he'd fake brochures for ships or cars and beautifully illustrated, made up just completely from his own head and then write very meticulous descriptions of them. And it's just brilliant stuff. And I got it when I was early 20s. Came out in 82. Someone gave it to me. And it's just a huge influence on me. It's very funny, very meticulous. Brilliantly written and beautifully illustrated. And uh, Zany Afternoons is a collection of his work from that period. I think I was it was a graphic design you did, I did in yeah, college. I did so design, I, I, design, yeah. I presume it appeals to you on two fronts. Yeah, One, yeah. that whole design thing. And then two, I mean, the humour is, it's quite absurd a lot of the humour isn't it? Well it's absurd but it's brilliantly do- it's, you know you could look at it for a while and think is this real or not so it's on that edge of uh, just about believable it's what later in comedy in Britain Armando Annucci and Chris Morris did is that to do something really realistically and just have absurd ideas but do it really realistically do it straight do it straight yeah yeah absolutely and authentically and Bruce McCall was doing that for years like. the Zeppelin shoot is a classic like done like a, a grouse shoot <laughs> yeah, exactly there, there's yeah. Zeppelins and there's a line one of the gentlemen says that they fall so gracefully yeah 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 all that stuff and the, the RMS Tyrannic which is meant to be the Titanic which is just an incredible brochure for that and it's just the size of it is massive and it's like brilliant things and like she's so safe she carries no insurance 
and the ship's newspapers a greater circulation than the Bombay Times. <laughs> but it's, it's brilliantly meticulous and well-observed and beautifully illustrated, so it's a huge influence for me, absolutely. Is it a book that you would go back to? Because it's the kind yeah. of book you can dip into, isn't it? Like it's not, it's not yeah, but it's also when people go on shows like this and Desert Island Discs and that and they have to choose their book, they're rarely picture books, you know, and I think picture books are brilliant. I've got quite a lot of art books and stuff. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you, I mean, you're a former art editor of the Hot Press. You've written two yeah. uh, cartoon books yourself, haven't you? I think I'm right in saying. I did a, I did a kind of uh, thing called Gack Bag, which was like Viz, because when I saw Viz in 79, whenever I was 80, I thought that was brilliant. So I did that with a friend of mine. When I went to England first, I did uh, cartoons for the NME. And then I did a thing in the Observer Sports Monthly about football manager. So I've done that kind of thing over the years. And I, I trained, if trained is the word, as a graphic designer and illustrator. And I've recently I've tried to get back into doing a bit more painting and drawing and that kind of thing. Okay, so like, it's a brilliant choice. And it's, it's one, I suppose, that a lot of people go, yeah, I can see a young Arthur Matthews reading that one. Yeah, if they know about it. I mean, I, I can't imagine yeah, it wouldn't a lot be, of people know about yeah. it. You say you've fallen down in your fiction, but you've gone for a classic work of fiction in, in many ways, of, yeah. of modern fiction, for your next choice, Portnoy's Complaint by the, the great American writer Philip Roth. Yeah, well, I stuck it in there because I thought I should have some fiction. And I do remember reading it about five years ago. And it's one of those books that you do laugh out loud. It's so funny. There are bits in it, passages in it that are very funny. But it's mostly there because it's my one choice of fiction. But it is, I remember reading and thinking, this is so funny and kind of outrageous for its time because it's quite sexually explicit. It is very sexually explicit. And it, I mean, it caused quite, even in the sort of yeah. permissive 1960s in America, it Imagine caused it quite was, a storm. Yeah. Presume it was banned in Ireland. Well, I would have taken that as a given, yeah. <laughs> I presume <laughs> I as a until given. about five years ago, I suspect. But uh, I can't remember overly much about it. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of focus on how would we euphemistically describe it on a Sunday morning family chat show of self love. I think. <laughs> there's a lot of that, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Someone said um, P.G. Woodhouse, great humorist writer, that he never went near sex. There was none of that in any of his books. I remember reading that and thinking, oh, that's right, yeah, and it's a hot. And so whoever said that said, but there's so many jokes about sex. And when you when you don't go near it, you're kind of limiting yourself yeah. almost. But it's probably a good thing to do that. But. Uh, I never liked kind of scatological humour or anything, overly sexual, twee vulgarism, as I call it. But uh, I think if you have to go in there, you might as well go the whole hog, and he goes the whole hog in it. Yeah. It's also a book about, I suppose, about a Jewish man. I'm wondering, I mean, do you see parallels between, and you know, the classic Jewish mother? Um, yeah. Do you see parallels, and you probably know where this question is going, like with the Irish mother? And, yeah. and that whole guilt thing, the guilt with sex, uh, that the main character in this book, suffers from yes I think so I think there's a sexual repression and it's it's such a tricky subject sex and the whole no one really knows what to make of it so it's I don't know for some reason there's a lot of humour to be taken from that it caused a big controversy with the Jewish population in America at the time but then it I think in later years people mellowed towards it because it it was seen almost as kind of a homage to the Jewish mother and that kind of okay she was a bit meddling she was a bit interfering but her heart was in the right place and she loved her son yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Woody Allen does all this kind of... It's Jewish humour. I saw this yeah. brilliant uh, Groucho Marx. Look it up on YouTube. Groucho Marx giving Johnny Carson's roast, you know, those roast dinners where they do, where the uh, the subject is uh, purloined and made lots of jokes of. Look up Groucho Marx doing Johnny Carson's roast. It's brilliant. And this is 1969. You have to look at Groucho Marx and think, my God, he was so ahead of his time and so funny. And that's, you know, classic Jewish kind of humour as well. 
Okay, I'll definitely have to check that out. For your next choice, I mean, you mentioned that you read a lot of history. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, this is an extraordinary book. Thomas Kennelly, I think it's Kennelly how you pronounce it, isn't it? Or Kennelly, I'm, I'm never quite sure. But I'm never quite sure. Now, people would say, all right, he's gone for Schindler's List. You haven't gone for Schindler's List. You've gone for a more Irish historical yeah. book, um, The Great Shame. It's a great shame. It's one of those books that you read and go, why didn't I think about doing yeah, this? Yes, it's about Irish convicts who were convicted and transported to Australia in the 19th century. There's people like John Mitchell, John Boyle O'Reilly, who's amazing.